Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. Welcome back, everybody. This is Taco Tuesday. I'm Alex Padilla at Alex Padilla 86. He's Alex Regla at Alex M. Regla. Alex, well, I don't really know uh, how to how to describe tonight's game at all, really. But the Lakers lose 114-104. Do you have any idea how to recap this game? We're about to try, but your first thought on it. Uh, it was weird. Um, yeah, no, like I the, the third quarter specifically was one of the weirder quarters I can remember in terms of referees and stuff. But just overall like we'll get into it but just what a what a weird game tonight was very weird game so let's just start from the top obviously no anthony davis no mark gasol going through health and safety protocols of the nba so who knows what's going on with him and then a very late scratch was kyle kuzma he did not play tonight and then alex caruso i believe was in the end of the third or in the fourth uh got fouled and he started suffering neck spasms, so he was out. And then, when you look at the box score, you had two guys play today where they did nothing offensively, although Jared Dudley did bring a little energy, but Wesley Matthews, again, scoreless. Uh, KCP, an, another bad game. Trez, a bad game. So, the Lakers, extremely shorthanded tonight. That's my point. Yeah, like... um like, I didn't think they played – like, they, they were shorthanded, and a lot of guys didn't play well. And I, I the rotation – like, I, I don't know if you want to get into it. Like, what did you think about the lineups Vogel used today and when he used them, maybe maybe more specifically? Um, Like, is there one specifically you're talking about or just in general? Well, like, like did tough, one stand right? like, out to you? Right, yeah. It, it's tough because they, they, like you said, they're without Anthony Davis. They're without Marcus Saul. Um, they're without Kyle Kuzma. So those are your three kind of main front court pieces. Um, he said before the game he was going to go to Dudley. He mentioned Dudley specifically, and we saw that actually happen today um, because Phoenix goes small with their reserves. But, like, Dario Sarge, like, He's not physical, but he's not small, I, I wouldn't say. Um, I don't know. It was just weird timing, I think, with the front court guys he did play and when. Like, like um, who was it? Montrez only played 18 minutes tonight. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to play a lot more, honestly. Um, Damien Jones, I thought, had a nice little spark in the second quarter. He ended up only playing seven minutes. Dudley played 11 minutes, and he also started the fourth. Uh, in that lineup that kind of gave the game away a bit. So I don't know. It, it's Obviously, it's tough to kind of nitpick when you don't have your main guys who would actually be in there. But I thought some of the uh, rotations were a little out of whack, I thought. I think there was guys playing that, like, why? I understand you're shorthanded, but for KCP to have 31 minutes tonight, that's also, like, why? Like, he's not playing well right now. He has not played well the last four or five games. I uh, just kind of was a not doing anything for me out there. And then THT, when he came in for those first nine minutes, he was absolutely on fire. And then we don't see him for like a quarter and a half. It felt like. I don't really know exactly the minutes, but it was a very long break in between. So I, 
And then, honestly, dude, and then you look at the other side. Chris Paul didn't score a field goal until the fourth quarter. And then, the, and then Devin Booker got, got tossed in the yeah. third quarter. So, you know, it was the other guys, like Sarich, you said. I mean, it was a very balanced attack from the Suns because um, it wasn't one guy that stood out over anybody else. And it almost felt like the Suns were just kind of waiting for the for the Lakers to land a big blow, and they just never did. They took the lead in the second quarter uh, when they when they had Damian Jones and THT bring that huge spark, and Dudley too. Um, they took the lead, but I think their largest lead today was two points, and then the Suns took it back before half, and the Lakers just couldn't even, I wouldn't say close, but it never felt like they were ever really going to take the lead. There was no run. There was no anything it was such a weird game man i'm really trying to i'm struggling thinking of the or trying to come up with the words to describe this game it yeah it didn't feel like they had like that juice like uh that they had last game where they were really they really got out and ran a lot they played with a lot of energy so i i felt like they kind of came out a little deflated maybe because all the injury news and knowing they were gonna be so shorthanded and all that stuff. And I also want to credit Phoenix. Phoenix is probably the hottest team in the NBA. I think they've won like 11 out of their last 13 games. I think they're now second in the West also. Suns they just tied the win. Lakers today. That, the same that is record. insane. Like, big credit to them. Like, they, they, yeah. they've been on a roll. And like you said, without Booker, Chris Paul didn't score much. And I know the Lakers were shorthanded, but sometimes you have to give credit to, like, the opposition. I thought Phoenix played very well. Um, but yeah, it was just unfortunate that the Lakers didn't really come out with that type of energy and God they're I don't know if you want to get into this, but their three point shooting of late of not just of late of like the past month and a half has been horrible. Well, who's the three in this is like an easy question, but who are the three point shooters on this team? Like who, when you, when you think of, we need to hit a three, who do you want the ball to be shot by? Uh, like, like overall, like because it used to be KCP, but he's he's been on a cold stretch. Uh, That's kind honestly of point probably right LeBron or Kuzma. <laughs> I don't know. Here, yeah, that's my point right now. Um, it's since this is just KCP's last four games from three point: zero for four, one for three, one for three, zero for five. Wesley Matthews, who was coming in, and uh, I believe on this podcast was said that he'll shoot he'll make his threes well uh wesley Ma- west uh, matthews on a bad freaking stretch right now since february 12th it's been like three points zero points three points two points he did have 10 against miami then zero three zero zero and then another zero today but he's playing minutes and those are two guys that i i kind of zero in on like you kind of expect these guys to make the threes i'm not i'm not Counting on Markeith Morris hitting this many threes as, he's, as he did. I mean, he was two of three tonight. I'm not really counting on Keith to be like one of the main three-point shooting. So that's a huge deal. Like You're absolutely correct, man. I, obviously, AD makes threes. He's not playing. Kuzma's supposed to. He, he didn't play. Caruso's supposed to. He got hurt. But, man, like those two guys, I'm zeroing in on tonight. Wesley Matthews and KCP have been brutal. Yeah. Um yeah, it's tough, um, and it's not—it's not even so much that they're missing it. Like I, I, th- I thought there was a few catches there where they passed up shots and they dribbled and ended up being a turnover, or they kind of pump faked, pump faked into a harder shot. It, it's just kind of like their confidence. 
I, I do I do am concerned about because we know KCP has had that issues before when he struggled. His confidence kind of gets in his head a bit. Um, and he came out so hot to start the year. Like, he was incredible to start the year. And um, hopefully he can get back in it. And with Wes, I always just think, like, his minutes are always so inconsistent. Like, I'm not sure how easy it is to, to get a rhythm. But, yeah, like, he was out there for 22 minutes, shot 1-3. He missed it. Uh, I thought his defense wasn't that great tonight either. He, he got stuck in mismatches with Saric, and he's too small to guard him. They, it was, they were in a tough spot tonight. Like Phoenix, I think it was also a little disappointing, too, that they come off these two big wins yeah. against the Blazers and against the Warriors where they actually looked really good. It looked like they kind of like, okay, Schroeder's back, and you know they don't have AD, but but you know they, they, they seem to turn a corner. They can, they can finish off strong. If they can beat the Suns, they're you know they're definitely expected to beat the Kings tomorrow night in Sacramento, and then you know like that's the end of the first half of the season. It's kind of the way that I was expecting it to go. I, I but then the Kuzma news kind of. I actually texted a friend, and as soon as I saw the Kuzma news, L, I just had this feeling like I don't know why I just feel like Kuzma being out as well is going to be a big deal. Um, I I was very curious to see the team without Marc Gasol. Because of you saying, like, yeah, I was expecting Trez to play a little more. But, you know, I <laughs> there's got to be something else there, Alex, when Wes Matthews plays more minutes than Trez and Wes is, like, literally not even remotely going to give you anything on offense right now. Is it the defense? Is it that Vogel trusts that defense from Wes Lore? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, why did Trez play 19 minutes on well, a night where you have no big men? That that's I think that was my point when I brought up earlier. It wasn't so much the the rotations; it was like the timing of it. Like I understand if you don't want to play Trez against Aiden because that's traditionally a type of center he struggles with, right? He's a big, physical, tall, big, and that's something that Harold just struggles with. So I get that. Like if you want to sub him out for those minutes, but then why play Dudley in those reserve minutes where you could have had Harold? go up against Sarge instead. I thought, I think he would have been a much better matchup against Sarge. And in those minutes, like start to start the fourth quarter, like I I'm surprised he didn't go with Harold. And if need be, and Aiden comes in and Harold's a bad mismatch, then yeah, make a change. But that, that I am kind of surprised. He only played 18 minutes. I don't think he was horrible tonight in those minutes. He was in like, he was a bit of a mismatch, but we knew that he got it. Yeah. I don't even think he got like a shot off, like a field goal attempt until the second quarter and he started tonight. So offensively, he wasn't very aggressive either. Maybe Vogel was, wasn't too happy with that. I mean, he only took four shots today. I know it was 19 minutes, but you know, when you don't have Gasol and you're starting, you expect Trez to have more than four shots. Um, I, and you know, you can, I know it's only one game, but it's just such a weird big game because it has so many questions and I think that's why it, I, we may be coming off like it, we're we're acting like it's a bigger deal than actually just one game. But but really, there's so many holes right now. They're not, not huge holes, but there's so many holes in the Lakers' performances lately that you can really start picking things apart on a, on a bigger on a bigger scale. Obviously, if you've listened to this podcast, Taco Tuesday on Tuesday, you know that I'm not the biggest fan of Marcus All so far this year. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about the options of bringing in another big man. It's I think it's an absolute necessity. Um, you know, they brought in Damian Jones, who, what do you really expect from a guy in a 10-day contract? He's shown great flashes in, in the 
minimal amount of minutes that he's played so far. But I mean, I'm not expecting him to come in and be like the next, you know, Dwight Howard was last year. Um, the three point shooting has been bad. The giving up three point shots has been bad. The, that perimeter defense has been bad. Um, there's just holes on our larger scale that are, that are starting to creep up as real problems on the Lakers. But like they are without AD though. Like, like as okay, much see, here's as all the things I'm glad you true. bring that up. <clears throat> I'm sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. Um, I'm glad you bring that up because I'm not an alarmist and I'm not going to like say, well, AD's way more hurt than he is. But let's just really assume here. Let's be realistic. This is this. Isn't this the same leg that he hurt last year in the finals? Uh, the calf. Possibly. Maybe. This yeah. is like a lingering thing that when you, I don't know, man, like when we're talking about Achilles, I don't ever think that this is not going to just go away. This might be something that AD is dealing with for the rest of the season until he really, really can take care of this in the off season or something even worse happens. So when you say, yeah, they don't have AD. Yes, I know that. And I know that's obviously the biggest hole, but are we really, really, really expecting AD to be a hundred percent the rest of the way when he comes back? I mean, only time can tell. Like, I, I mean, from every report we've gotten so far, they expect him to be fine. Uh, obviously, that's easier said than done. We have to see it because he didn't look that great even before uh, he stopped playing and was out. But you know, hopefully this all-star break just gives them some time for everyone to get back. And, like, you, there's so many guys banged up. Like, KCP, he got hurt a lot tonight. Uh, he was constantly on the floor. Caruso, like you said, was hurt. But... Um, like, it's tough because, like, I don't want to get too analytical here, but, like, the three-point no, shooting go is just going to get better just because they're shooting so poorly, it only can get better from here. It happens, like, they have this hot stretch, and they get cold, then they get hot again. It's just what happens in the NBA. Um, they're so short-handed, it's tough to beat a team as good as Phoenix when you're this short-handed. You don't have three of your key front court guys. Um, there are some, like... The West Matthews thing, I think, is real. Like, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they try to get someone in the buyout market. Maybe it's Trevor Ariza. But, like, who knows how, like, how much he can contribute at his age. But I, I wouldn't be surprised. Come buyout market, they'll be active. You know, we've talked about guys like Blake Griffin before. I think he would actually be a pretty good signing, uh, given his skill set in terms of his passing, his potential shooting, his playmaking. Um Maybe a guy like Drummond, like we've talked about. I think you would mm -hmm. like Drummond if he became available. Uh, but I'm not too... I know you're not like freaking out or anything, but I'm not too concerned about it. No, I'm definitely... I I, I was listening to uh, ESPN LA the other day, um, and they had this like segment about panic meter. <laughs> and I know one of the hosts on the afternoon show, and I text him. I was like, you dude, yeah, throw that panic meter away. Like it's just, <laughs> there's so much game left. There's so much game left, and there's so many reasons why the Lakers are losing the games that they are. Obviously, no AD, no Schroeder. Like you can today, no Gasol, no AD, no Kuz. Like there's, you can easily point at things. But what I was really trying to tell him was like, there, dude, the schedule just came out for the second half. You know how many games there's left? You know how many games are yeah. left? Like who knows what the hell's gonna happen? The panic meter in March and when they did that segment, it was in February. It's like, no, I'm not panicking at all. 
I'm just a little concerned about the issues that I've already raised that you've also talked about that I would like to see fixed because I think that the players that need to fix them are playing right now. That's what, that's why I think it's a problem. Like I understand that there's no Anthony Davis and and that there's really not much you can do when you're missing one of the top 10 guys in the NBA. It's a huge blow to the team. I get it, but KCP's playing right now. Wes Matthews is playing right now. Mark Gasol up until today was playing. You know, there was there's guys that are on this team that I think can improve and need to do better that they're just not at the moment. And I would say tonight, you know, if KCP hits a couple of those threes, if you know, this is a different game. They only lost by 10. So it's just a little weird. Like, I don't want KCP to revert to 2018 KCP. I like the new one. We like the new one. Everyone likes the new one. How, how much of bad? it do you... No, no. I, how, and how much of it, like... Sometimes I like to think of, like, the contextual, like, what what's going on outside and what's going on maybe inside their heads. But, like, how much of it do you think is they're looking forward to the All-Star break? Like, looking ahead and kind of just, like, these, these games, ahead, like, today and against the Kings tomorrow, the fact that they have a back-to-back also, they had probably had that in their back of their minds. And maybe it's why a guy like Dudley played more minutes. I just thought of that. But, um, like, how much of it do you think, like, a lot of championship caliber teams we always see this where it's like the all-star break is coming up and they kind of let their foot off the gas and they kind of look forward to like getting some rest and they don't play their best a guy like dennis Schroeder had the health and safety protocols he comes back a guy like gasol now he's out oh now kuzma's out ad's been out like that's a lot and you're playing against really good teams like phoenix is again tied for second in the west isn't like some bad team and this isn't make excuses but i think there are reasons outside of just the court like that could be impacting them yeah i mean of course i think that there's it's just natural for guys to look ahead i also think that the lakers have been playing every other it feels like almost every other day you know like there's so much basketball they've played in the last another back-to-back like we feels like every time we we're on one of these they have a back-to-back coming up yeah so you know, hopefully they can close it out with the win in Sacramento. I'm really still not panicking at all. Like, you know, they're 24 and 12. Uh, they're tied for the second best record in the West. They might even be tied for like, yeah, they they literally have the third best record in the NBA. <laughs> and they have legit Alex. I seriously have they played that great this no, season? No, I don't think they've played. Like I've, yeah, they haven't played their best at all. D- like and it's funny because I I really hope our podcast doesn't turn into like a broken record where we're just like slam them slam them slam them slam. Well, at least this is how I sound in my own head. I slam them, I slam them, I slam them. And you know what? It's not that bad. Hey guys, they have the third best, second best record in the NBA, and they haven't even played <laughs> that great. I'm super positive now. You know, it's like I feel like that's the podcast because I feel like we've been coming on at least this show after losses a lot this year. Yeah, it does um, feel like that. <laughs> So maybe that's why I feel this way or how I I might sound like, dude, this guy's always like shitting on the Lakers. This guy's always crapping on the Lakers and they freaking are like pretty good. It's like third best record in the NBA. Um, the same, uh, you know, above the Clippers above, you know, they're, they're doing great. So I, I, I may sound like a broken record if, if this is the podcast that you listen to, but I, it's just the way it is for us, Alex. I, I mean, yeah. specifically our show. I I, I got to look back. I got to I gotta go back and look at the schedule. I swear we've only come on after like two wins. Yeah, and then I think for some, I, there were some overtimes in there also. and Lots of overtimes, I feel uh, like, for us this year. 
yeah, like I'm personally just as a fan of this team, like I'm looking forward to the All Star break. Like, take a little bit of a break also because it it is exhausting. Like, to, I'm to... gonna do a little exercise for us. How about this? Okay. I have the schedule in front of me with the actual dates. So Tuesday, the 22nd against the Clippers, loss. Yeah. Monday against the Blazers, loss. 0 for 2. Uh, Tuesday against the Grizzlies, a win. Uh, Tuesday against the Rockets, a win. But here we go again. Monday against the Warriors, a loss. Uh, Monday, I'm not sure if we did the Cleveland game. I don't remember talking about Cleveland, but they won that game. And then Monday, maybe I'm wrong. Monday... The the Hawks they won that game, Monday against the Thunder they won a double overtime game. Uh, Tuesday against the Minnesota Timberwolves they won that game. Last week they lost to the Wizards and then today they lost to the Suns. So we're like five hundred. How about that? Okay. But I feel like we didn't do one or two of those wins because one of them was like during Christmas break and the other one I I was on vacation. So yeah. that's why it feels like that. Um. So yeah, I mean. Overall, Alex, yes, the Lakers have the third best record in the league, and I don't even think they've remotely played as good as they can be. Um, I I have zero panic meter. Frank, I stand behind Frank Vogel. I've seen that stuff already. That is ridiculous on yeah. so many levels. And yes, they're not healthy, and I hope they were healthy. And I am zeroing in and pointing the finger at KCP, at oh, Wesley no. Matthews a lot more. Wesley Matthews a lot more, and I am still not convinced by Marcus Gasol. So those three things. Even with I, even, you don't think they missed him tonight? Like, I know it doesn't no. show up in the in the stat sheet, but but do you think they missed him tonight? Is what I'm saying. No. Really. Mm-mm. They gave like, us sixteen if threes. If nothing else, if nothing else, at least puts guys in better positions. Like we wouldn't have had Dudley tonight. Wes Matthews probably wouldn't have played 20-something minutes. I don't know, man. Wes Matthews has been playing a lot of minutes. Well, also Kuzma was out. Uh, right. Think, oh, there you go. Yeah. I think That's I do have more... a bigger appreciation for Kuzma after a night like this, though. And yeah. the energy he, he's been bringing all season, I think uh, tonight was a good example of why they need him and the energy he brings on the offensive glass. His shooting, like, just having a guy who makes his shots at above-average clip, like, I, I, yeah, I can see why they missed a guy, a guy like who's tonight. Before the final two minutes of the game, the Lakers got doubled up on three point shots. You know, it was eight, eight to sixteen. At, yeah, LeBron at, hit like two or three, like right with like at a the minute end. left. That kind so of makes changed. it look yeah. a little better. But they're still like plus fifteen. The Suns on yeah. three points. So I think Marcus Saul's not really that that perimeter defender <laughs> that's like i don't know i know that you like Gasol a lot more I do than like i do Gasol. yeah i, I know you do and i don't and i miss mcgee and howard i'll say it i do well, i miss that i think i think, it was think, a, I think team, life was a lot easier with those two guys i i think the team misses uh their their skill set i'm not saying that they miss them individually like i think they do miss a guy like dwight i think they're happy with gasol i i just think they also on top of Gasol, they want one of those guys as well to like be like his tag team partner. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's why they gave a shot to Damian Jones, who's like you said, he's a ten guy, a ten day guy. He's he's shown some good promise, and he's shown kind of glimpses of what like McGee specifically, maybe not as much as Dwight, but like I like McGee in terms of his like vertical game. He can get up there for lobs. He can block shots. 
I think we're seeing a little bit of a tryout for the type of player they want. I'm not yeah. sure if, again, if it's a guy like Drummond. I, I don't know if he becomes available. I don't know if the Lakers would be interested, but it sounds like they kind thought, of want that type of player to go along with Gasol and Harrell. I thought Stu Lance said it great in the middle of the second quarter when he came in. He's like, just alter shots. That's all they want you to do. Alter shots and get rebounds. And that's really that's that's really all I'm expecting from Damian Jones. If you catch a, a lob here and there, if you get a putback, awesome. Just alter shots. Be a body up in the middle. You know, bring the energy. Because that's, I think, why I'm... So, I'm a little down on Mark because I don't feel that energy. And I think you see us, you see it analytically, you see a skill set, you see like you see the game a lot more a lot different than I do. I could tell by the way that you tweet the game and you talk about the game, you look at it and you have this knowledge of the game. And I look at it from a very like fan perspective. I think both and, are important though. Like they're equally right. important. And I think yeah. that's why we see Gasol so differently. Because you you can see like the value he brings in like the intricate details that he does, where I see like very low energy, slow, can score, can pass. I just don't see it on defense either because he is that slow. I know he's a big body, but and I'm not saying like he's bad. I'm just like I just liked the duo of McGee Howard better than what I've seen from. Gasol as one, which is unfair to Gasol because he's just one. That no, you're. I mean, those are totally fair things. Like Gasol hasn't been perfect this year. I, I've had issues with Gasol, uh, his effort level, his his usage, his the way he's used out there, the way he sometimes sometimes doesn't impact the game, and um, all that stuff. All that's totally fair. And like, it, it's just funny. Like, given all of that and everything that's happened to the Lakers this year. They're still the best defense in the league. Uh, <laughs> and they were one of the best defenses in the league, if not the best defense in the league last year, too. Like, So it's it's kind of cool and kind of like funny how they're able to do it in almost a totally different way this year than they did last year. And that goes back to Vogel. Again, Like I know people uh, might be upset with him, and I kind of was kind of complaining about his rotations earlier in the episode, but... I think the level of buy-in and the scheme and just putting guys in position to be good defenders and all that stuff has been great. And that's why I think it's really interesting, again, I bring up the buyout market, to see what kind of players they target. Do they think the front court is fine as it is? Like, are they like, are they just totally cool with Gasol and Harrell? And they'll ride with that and they focus on maybe kind of filling Wes Matthews' spot or getting another wing or another guard? Or do they say like, hey, yeah, we need a a better center and they go after mm-hmm. Drummond or Griffin or someone else. So that's why I'm kind of interested to see like what rumors and what we hear in the next week or two and see what the front office and the coaching staff think is the biggest hole. Cause we we've talked about shooting and the front court and all that, but I wonder what like internally what they think is the biggest issue. Yeah. I guess that, I guess Palink, I, I and I'm pretty, they have a roster spot open right now. Right? I, I think they can have up to two. Yeah, so we'll see. I, I'm sure Plink they're gonna address something. Like they already did. They got Damian Jones. And they're just like you said, I think it's a tryout for like, all right, let's see what this guy can do. But I saw Harrison tweet earlier from the at Lakers SBN account, like, let's well, not get too carried away with Damian Jones. Like he did just get beat out by Frank Kaminsky for a spot. So that's but, also true. <laughs> I mean how, how, I mean, before we go, what do you how what are your thoughts on Damian? in this few minutes we've seen so far. In I loved it. Like I it? don't think there's anything to complain about at all. I think, I think when you come off the bench 
bringing energy and doing if you do one thing really well like it shows like why do you think kuzma's like getting so much attention for rebounding because it's he's come in and brought energy and all of a sudden you're like whoa this dude's really good at rebounding you know it, and it kind of can cover up other things so if you can find your spot and do what you do best dudley brings this crazy energy right and he's and it's awesome because he's down to to defend the big guy when he's like six foot six and he does a pretty damn good job when he does it and it stands out. I don't think, and it, I know there's jokes about Dudley and stuff like that, but I really do think like when he comes in, he excels at his role. If Damian Jones can find a spot for the next eight days or whatever, how many days he has left, then do what you're good at. And I think so far he's excelled in the very tiny amount of minutes that he's had. Yeah. Like I've been impressed. Like I didn't, I didn't know too much about him coming into it. I know he's like still like only 25. He's so young still. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he's done everything they like. He said the front office asked him to do, which is, like you said, be that vertical threat in terms of lobs and defending the rim and all that stuff. So I have no complaints. I, I am curious if. Um, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they're gonna give him another 10 day after this 10 days up, just to you know they need the bodies. Um, yeah, they do. So, so he'll he'll be here for at least another 10 day probably, but. And After we don't that, know what's going on with Gasol. Yeah. Like, uh, you, know, you never know. Like, if, if he does have COVID, you never know. I don't know if he does or not. I, I haven't read anything about it. Uh, yeah. But Frank he's out Vogel's... for, if, let's just say he's like Schroeder, then he's out for a week. At yeah, least. I'm assuming he doesn't play tomorrow. So and he's then, not playing tomorrow. Most likely not, no. Yeah. Uh, they should definitely beat the Kings tomorrow. <laughs> you would hope like i i mean i don't care how shorthanded you are you should beat the kings tomorrow uh yeah you would hope so uh, that, the kings are a mess right now too so 13 uh, and 21 yeah you you would hope so yeah uh also uh real quick I, as i know we've already gone uh 30 minutes here but uh not a flagrant on kcp and what the hell did uh, Devin Booker that, get ejected you, for? That that whole what quarter was that? Was that the second? That was the third. That was the third. Okay, no, no, that that happened in the second. And the then flagrant Booker, happened in the second, and Booker got tossed in the third. Yeah, whatever those minutes were, that was weird. It was like an hour long basketball game because of all the free throws and like reviewing foul calls. Oh and, gosh, these refs suck tonight. Yeah, that like Booker like on camera like grabbed kcp's ankle and like took him down and yeah yeah that was a common foul but the kcp foul on him was flagrant but okay but then yeah. on the other end booker gets ejected gets two technicals off of i don't i mean obviously we couldn't hear what he said but it had to be something really bad but Dude, even and then you can't do that like it's crusoe gets smashed by sarich in the head and he has neck spasms common foul uh kcp goes up and just goes for a swat and hits the wrist, and it's a flagrant one. It just made no sense tonight at I, all. I think both ways. I think for both sides, it just yeah, it, it just slowed the game down so much. Because I was looking forward to tonight's game. Uh, I thought again, these are two the top West teams. And all the injuries happened, and then the, all the ref stoppages and all that. It just slowed down all the enthusiasm I had for it. Yeah, and Booker getting kicked out because he he looked like he was getting on a roll there in the second quarter, and you know maybe that's why the only Lakers only lost by ten. <laughs> Because Booker was out, but what? Regardless, Lakers lose one fourteen, one oh four. We haven't even mentioned this name yet, LeBron James. <laughs> I don't know how we go a whole podcast without mentioning LeBron James, but uh, I think he scored thirty eight points tonight. Yep, thirty eight points, sixteen of twenty four. Uh, he led the way, obviously, for the Lakers. Dennis Schroeder with seventeen, 
And Taylor Horn Tucker with 16, 12 of them coming in the second quarter. Uh, just a weird old game, just like yeah. we said. But uh, one more game before the All-Star break. We'll see when we come back. They play the Kings tomorrow. Alex, uh, uh, they're going to win. Yeah, I think they're going to win. And then uh, any any predictions on, um, I don't even know, All-Star game. I don't even know. Well, here's what I hope happens. I hope, because I think LeBron is going to go, but I hope he plays like five minutes in the game. Like, yeah, I don't I just... need LeBron playing 25 minutes in the oh, All-Star God, game. please no. <laughs> please. But I'm sure he will. <laughs> yeah i'd rather him not get the mvp let one of the young guys get it let just please rest please come back no. safe and healthy and that's all my yeah. only wish for the all-star weekend is yes, everyone please come back safe and lebron's our only all-star right uh yeah because ad yeah. was but then he had to drop out because of the injury right and booker took his place so that's it. That's our predictions. This is uh, Taco Tuesday. We appreciate you guys listening to our shows on post games, even though we lose all the time. We're sorry about <laughs> that. Uh, follow the show at Lakers SBN, SilverScreenAndRoll.com, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are there. Hit subscribe, hit review, and give us a like. All that jazz. At Alex M. Regla. Subscribe to his newsletter, The Throwdowns, right? Yeah, it's still it's still up there. Haven't, haven't run anything uh, since the Kuzma... Thing, but uh hopefully soon but uh hopefully next time wait next time we talk will that be will they be back by then playing or not yet i don't know uh i i don't know what harrison has in store for us for the all-star break um they play the um the 12th 12th uh, oh okay yep. so they hopefully the by the 12th. time we talk ad's back because i think that's around the timetable they gave him about that four would be weeks. nice so. They would play, so they play tomorrow the third. They don't play again until the twelfth, which is a Friday, uh, versus Indiana in Los Angeles. Okay, so so if we do talk, I don't know what Harrison will do if if we have to wait for another game because it's a back to back Monday and Tuesday, and normally we do one or the other. So we'll see what happens. We'll see when we come back. But I I don't care when we come back. I just hope AD is back when we're back. That'd be great. Uh, imagine like this team just flips a switch after All Star break. AD's back, Saul's back, Shooter's back. Everyone's healthy and rested, and they just demolish the rest of the way. That'd be nice. If the Lakers have a switch to flip, and they already have the third best record in the NBA, good luck, everybody. And then they add like Blake Griffin and Trevor Reza to that group just for nothing. Can they do that, both of them? Yeah, I think they could. <laughs> That would be awesome. Now you're giving me hope, and that's a great way to leave this podcast. Alex, shout out to you at Alex M. Regla. I'm at Alex Padilla 86. Talk to you next time, Alex. Thanks, man.